I still have a vision for, for doing things in football. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, that might be coaching again at some point. I don't think it's this year. I think maybe in the future, but that's not where my heart is right now. It's not at all. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. The voice there of Sean Payton stepped down yesterday as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I think we kind of saw this coming for the past couple days or week or so. Not surprising. The Saints don't need a coach. Sean Payton will do something, TV, or hang out and maybe jump back into coaching a year or so from now. So Sean Payton's out, which adds another head coaching opening. We'll talk about a lot of that. And right now, let's talk to Jim Sonis from Number Fire, from Fandle. He's joining us on the Roman guest line to talk championship weekend in the NFL. Jim, happy to have you back here. Um, I guess we'll start with the uh, the Sean Payton news before we get to the games this weekend and, and your thoughts on on totals and and uh, and the lines here. What's your reaction to, to Sean Payton being out? You think he's he's done here? Or you think we'll see Sean on the sideline again one day? I would not be shocked. I mean, just based on I mean, honestly, based on his own words saying that he was not ruling it out. Um, so I would obviously not be shocked. And people have clearly made the connection between him and the Cowboys before. So I'm not going to like you know break anything new here. But like it's it would not be shocking at all to see him there. And also like he's not old. He said that he was not tired by the end of the year. This kind of seems like he needed to change the scenery. So I like I, I'm not going to assume that he will because I could very well see him transition to TV, being very happy there, making a lot of money, having some less stress. So like, am I? Would I be shocked if he never coached again? No. Um, but I think that the baseline assumption for me, at least, is that he will. And whatever team gets is going to be getting a very good coach who can make a lot out of not much at all. Jim, so every week we have this giving props awesome contest from BetQL, and the winner each week gets two grand, and you have a chance to get ten grand. BetQL.com backslash props is how you sign up. So this morning we have ten props posted, and I'm curious if you find any of them interesting. On the AFC side, let, let's roll through these. They have the chase number at 93 and a half receiving yards, uh, Burrow 284 and a half passing. Mahomes, two and a half passing touchdowns. Tyreek, six and a half receptions. And Kelsey, 76 and a half receiving yards. Of those AFC ones, uh, do you like any of the overs or unders? Yeah, I think it's um, it's tough for me because I think that they're all very fair numbers. Looking through them right now, I think that the way I want to think about things is, okay, you know, if this were the number posted at a book, what would the juice be on these? I think that's kind of the, the way that I'd be looking at things. And honestly, looking mm. at these, they're all pretty fair. I think the one where you would probably be getting the most juice is on the Mahomes passing touchdown one, where I could see myself skewing towards an over there. Because if you're you know playing it as if it's even money on both sides, you're probably not going to get two and a half that even money on both sides um, in most situations. So I think that one's interesting. The Tyree Kill... Like, I was initially drawn towards the under on six and a half, and I, and I thought about that, but then you think about the style of defense Cincinnati plays. They do kind of encourage you to keep things underneath, which typically funnels a lot of targets to tight ends and running backs, but I think in this game it's probably going to be a lot of, uh, you know, shorter Tyree Kill stuff. So tough to get there. I think right now I would lean towards the Mahomes uh, over two and a half. Eli Mitchell, though, is interesting. 
Uh, 66 and a half rushing yards. I, in like the actual prop markets, I'm not super intrigued to go with Eli Mitchell because his rushing plus receiving number is pretty high. It is a tough matchup. I'm not sure Trent Williams uh, is going to look like for this weekend, but 66 and a half is not a bad number. So I think personally that one over is looking pretty good. I think that one, that one of the Mahomes touchdown prop might be the ones that I have the most confidence in right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The the Mitchell one is one of the ten listed. They also have Cup ninety five and a half, Stafford two seventy eight and a half uh, f- for this contest here. I still don't know how I hit Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. I thought I marked it down as a loser on Sunday night, late in that game. I'm like, oh well, he ain't hitting this. It's it's been all rushing touchdowns. He miraculously uh, went over. That that seems like a solid bet going over two and a half Mahomes, which was around even money this past week. Uh, that seems solid just about every week. Yeah, I think it was plus 106 this past week, and now you're yeah. facing the Bengals. I think that, you know, the Bengals not bad against the rush, and, like, honestly, you know, why would the Chiefs stop, uh, you know, chucking it? So I think it's minus 188 over 1.5 right now is the number over at FanDuel. Um, so I think 2.5, it's not, like, an easy bet. None of these are easy. So you, you made the – they were made the contest made it pretty well. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that – I think that that one to me is pretty good. You mentioned Trent Williams. When he's on the field for the 49ers, they're a physical football team, and he is a difference maker. Who do you like in this matchup, 49ers plus three and a half at Rams? Yeah, for me right now, I don't see any value in this spread. I've got it at the 49ers uh, plus 2.2 based on my numbers. That's not enough value for me to take this one, despite the fact that I'm getting across the key number of three. I just tend to like a larger split between what my numbers say, what the markets say. So to me, that one's kind of a stay away, especially given we don't know, not just on Trent Williams, but also Debo Samuel's banged up. Something could be fine. Same thing with George Kittle who's banged up. So they've got a lot of dudes who are not at full health right now, and I think they're going to play, but how effective will they be? But at the same time, I also can't talk myself necessarily into the, the Rams on the other side here because my numbers do show value in the 49ers. So from a sides perspective, it's probably a stay away from me. I've looked at the total, uh, 46 and a half, given some thought to that because I could see that one going over just because I'm – guessing the Rams will probably be pretty comfortable airing things out a bit more in this game. Uh, you know, based on the way they match up with this 49ers defense, I'd expect the more advantageous route for attacking them to be via the air. So I could see the total over 46 and a half being enticing here. But right now, though, I think that in the traditional markets, at least this game is, is kind of a stay away because the numbers are pretty efficient. The one I'd be most attracted to right now is the total over 46 and a half, but I've not been able to convince myself to pull the trigger there, trigger there just yet. Jim, I'm looking at some touchdown props for the uh, the Rams and the 49ers game while we're on that game. And you put up some numbers on your Twitter account with targets, you know, relevant target shares for the four teams that are playing this weekend. And you have red zone targets as one of the columns there. And, you know, you look at the Rams and what they've done with Tyler Higby since their bye week. So they've had Cup, Beckham, Higby, Van Jefferson, right? Those are the four guys that Matthew Stafford is targeting in the passing game. And it's pretty similar, the Cooper Cup red zone targets, 33.3%. Odell Beckham, 27.8%. I know, you know, Cup had a couple big touchdowns and deep touchdowns, and he's their best receiver, but it feels like there's value. Beckham is still plus 130 to score a touchdown. Cup minus 155. Heck, they both, they both might get touchdowns on Sunday, but Beckham has become really a, a touchdown maker for them at a red zone target. What's your thought on Beckham plus 130 for a touchdown this weekend? 
he's kind of been like their goal line back, which is weird. Um, but honestly, like it keeps working. So honestly, why not give it a shot? And he's been very good on the targets they've gotten. They're like designing looks for him. I think the mental block that I have is last week he was plus 165. And I know that was partly because they were not favored in that game. So obviously you're going to get um, touchdown props with better numbers. But going from 165 to 130 to me, it's kind of like a mental hurdle to know that like the price last week was so much better, especially if they didn't score. So you wouldn't expect it to change that much. I do think that there is value there because, like you mentioned, uh, the red zone shares – in that span, uh, 28% for Beckham, that's a very good number for a wide receiver. So I think if I'm looking at the touchdown uh, market in this game, I'm probably most drawn towards either Beckham or Brandon Ayuk. I think those are the two guys who stand out most. Ayuk is plus 270. He hasn't gotten any red zone work effectively in this time, but I think that's a good bounce back spot for him after he did nothing except try to fumble uh, during the most recent round. I think those are the two that stand out most to me. I can't quite get to Beckham just because, again, it's like a mental hurdle, given that I knew what his number was last week. It was a lot longer. Uh, but I do think that, like, objectively, if I didn't know, like if you blocked out what happened, what I knew about last week, I would think plus 130 is a good number. I think I'm more, slightly more drawn to IU to plus 270 right now. Uh, with Jim Sonis, senior writer and analyst for Numberfire, also does uh, fine work for FanDuel. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. And Aaron Hawksworth. Uh, Jim, curious about your reaction to the line movement we've seen so far, and will we see any more? Now, on the AFC side, it's really been about the total. Uh, there were some look-ahead numbers that had it as possibly being 6.5. That was, wasn't was going to be the case. It's been at 7 most of the week. We saw it touch 7.5, but it's holding strong at the touchdown. Now, the total from where it really from where it popped is up four points, but it was barely there. I mean, it just went up immediately. And the Rams-Niners game, it was three and a half Rams. It is three and a half Rams. But at one point this week, it went down to three. And obviously, Rams money came in. Total 46 and a half, which is right between where, where it closed in the two regular season matchups. What do you think about uh, the movement we've seen with the numbers? Yeah, I want to keep a close eye on the Bengals-Chiefs game because if that were to get back to 7.5, I would actually be kind of drawn towards the Bengals, not just potentially betting them plus 7.5, but typically you'll see correlated moves between uh, the spread and team totals. Their team total right now is 23.5. And if that were to come down a bit, I could definitely get myself in there because it safeguards me where if Mahomes goes Mahomes, I'm not going to you know automatically lose my bet. But also, I think that the reason my numbers are at least interested in the Bengals here is due to the fact that it likes their offense, the defense, not as much. Um, so not super in- intrigued there. But I think if we were to see this number get back seven and a half, then I'd feel pretty good firing away on the Bengals from a spread perspective. I got this as a, as a five and a half point game. So at seven right now, I'm okay holding off. Again, I, I think that both these numbers where they currently stand are no plays for me. But if it gets back seven and a half, then I would be okay taking the dive in the Bengals. I would check out the team total first. If we can get to like 22 and a half, I think that maybe um, you're looking towards an over there or going with the spread at seven and a half. So I am keeping a close eye on that one. I think the total was a correction uh, from where it should, where, mm-hmm. you know, it should, it should have been a 50, 54 and a half. I think that's, that's right where it should be. So to me, I think that's fair. As far as the total on the Rams Niners, again, 
I think the over is the way I'd want to go. Again, not confident enough to actually do it yet, but I would keep a close eye. Like, if it were to come down a bit, I'd feel bad about that one. If the Bengals move a bit to B7.5, I'm okay with that one. As things currently stand, though, no real standout values here, unfortunately. Are there any other props, Jim, that you're looking at? Yeah, so I think that a couple that I like in uh, the Rams versus 49ers game are the receiving props. Uh, specifically, I like Ayuka for 49.5 because last week was rough. Um, he, he had a donut, uh, so that was not great. Um, outside of the, again, the fumble that got overturned, he's at 49.5. He was at 51.5 last week. And if you look at the games they've played since George Kittle returned with Debo Samuel and Eli Mitchell both being healthy, Ayuka's at 67.6 yards and scrimmage per game. This is receiving yards, a different market, but he's only had .3 rushes per game in that time. So getting the 49.5 situation where I think they'll probably have to throw a pretty decent amount, they're playing indoors. I think all those are situations that line up for an over on Ayuk. I also am intrigued by the under on reception number for George Kittle. He is currently at 4.5 uh, with minus 102 on the under, despite the fact that Kittle has averaged just five targets per game. In that same aforementioned split, with since he returned with Mitchell and Samuel being active, he's a tremendous, tremendous player. But the thing is, he can go, he can have a great game because he's so good after the catch, and still go under four and a half. So I think to me, that one's pretty intriguing. So Kittle under four and a half, I, I'm enticed by that. I like the Ayuk over forty nine and a half, kind of you know correlated numbers because just expecting more work uh, to Ayuk than the markets are. Otherwise, this game. Not quite fully there yet, but I'm very interested in his acres under 81 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. I think that he could go under that number just straight up because you look at the games he's uh, had, like the full share of the backfield. He's at 95 yards in scrimmage and 68. He's gone under one of those. And I am not expecting it to get punished for the two fumbles, but would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Uh, so I think that one is at least interesting to me. I think I prefer the IUK one if I had to pick just one. But I do have interest, at least, in Akers under 81.5 rushing plus receiving yards. Jim, we threw out uh, some props yesterday for Super Bowl MVP, uh, kind of tr- trying to jump the market a week early before we know the matchup. Um, do, do you have any thoughts on that? We were talking about defensive players yesterday. We have about 30 seconds, 60 seconds here. Mahomes plus 170 is the favorite right now. Any thought on a uh, future for the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, I think that I'd be looking potentially at Matthew Stafford just because, you know, you're thinking about the way that that game sets up. You're probably going to see a lot of, you know, money on Cooper Cup because, you know, if you play the assumption game, if you can get an undervalued quarterback, I'm always intrigued by that. And I think that Stafford, with things being a little bit more even between Odell and Cup recently, I would not be shocked by Stafford. We know we can light things up at times. He can obviously be light things up in the negative sense, too. But I think that the upside Stafford has would intrigue me depending on the number for sure. Great stuff. Jim Sonis from Number Fire and FanDuel. Jim, we always appreciate you hopping on the show. And we'll, I'm sure we'll catch up with Jim moving forward here. Jim, of course, was on the Roman guest line. And um, you can sign up right now. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck. You will now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. We got a whole bunch to get to. Will Brinson will join us next hour. Josh Norris later in the show. And on the other side, we got to dive into a whole bunch, including coaches and retirement talk. And the NFL is just spinning on its head right now. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks for BeckQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.